Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Dylan Larkin leads the comeback in the third, but Detroit's win streak is snapped in overtime. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J-A-W-W-J News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And on today's episode, guys, Red Wings' win streak was snapped against the Seattle Kraken. Point streak does remain alive, though, as they do end up falling in over time. Uh, you're still wearing that hat. I was wondering when you were going to take that I put on this hat. It's like very clearly too small for my head. Just on as like a joke when Brian and I were setting up for the show and completely forgot that I was still wearing it. So there you go. Fantastic. We're back. Um, yeah. We're back. Uh, look, this it's was over. a um, this was a roller coaster of emotions kind of game. Um, and like of course, of course, the game in which we started eight thirty goes into overtime. Like just like of course, dude. You know, like. I know that you were complaining about it way more than I was, and I was just like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Well, now that it's 12.30 a.m. and we're just now recording our show, now I'm upset about it. In my defense, Derek Lalonde is on my side. Yeah, oh, trust me. He was very public about his uh, displeasure for it, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it was a uh, it was a roller coaster of a game. This is a... Um, I'm... I'm I'm pretty fine with it, like getting a point out of here. I'm I'm pretty pleased with uh, you came back to get a point. I know that you had a lead, like you had the opportunity to, mm-hmm. to obviously get an outright win and you blew that, but uh, you were down two goals and got a point out of it from a team that was second in their division and, and made the playoffs and was like a highly, highly seeded playoff team at that um, a season ago. So I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not too like terribly upset about it. I also think there's a lot, obviously we'll talk about, um, there was a lot of good and a lot of bad, like a pretty healthy, like 50-50 mix, I feel like, of of good and bad in this game to kind of go over. So, Well, I mean, Scotty, we're at that point in the season, um, seven games in, right? We're set, this that was, was game, game seven, yeah. Game seven. Um, so, obviously, the patented hashtag still early yet. Um, yeah, it's still October. It's not still, even Halloween yet, right? We're beginning to identify trends, right? And we For talked sure. about it the last, like, three games. This team was very much carried during that win streak by incredible special teams and an astronomical shooting percentage by their top scorers and good goaltending and good goaltending. Um, and they, the big question marks was their five on five play. That was a big question mark last year as well. Well, this was, this game was kind of like a microcosm of all of those things. I mean, you want to talk, we talked before we started recording about, you know, maybe focusing on the bad before we get to the good. So you kind of get that out of the way. I mean, there's nothing worse in this game than the team at five on five. It felt like anytime it it was even strength. I mean, I was, you know, while I was there, I felt like anytime if the Red Wings weren't on the power play, I thought they were going to get scored on. That's how much the, the Kraken controlled the pace of the play in the first period. They had the Kraken had 62% share of the shot attempts. In the second, it was 58%. And in the third, it was 71%. If you try to weight that, getting an expected goals four percentage, again, this is at five on five. It was a 50% share at, in the first period. So by quality shot attempts, it was even. Second period, 73%. Third period, 75%. 
for the Kraken. So not only were the shot attempts in favor of the Kraken, the quality shot attempt share was in favor of the Kraken as well. And like that reflects what I saw in the eye test. It felt like the Red Wings were really struggling to carry that puck into the offensive zone, set up offensive zone pressure. Felt like they were struggling to get rushes off. Meanwhile, the Seattle Kraken were constantly getting rushes against the Red Wings. It felt like there was constant, even if it wasn't a, a like good, clean, just passing, like you would see like on a power play, for instance, at even strength here. It felt like the puck was always in the Red Wings zone, and it was just a constant battle to even get it out. I felt like the Red Wings passing was just so off this game, especially at five on five, with the exception of the power plays, second period and on, uh, especially the third period. Those power plays were just fantastic. But the the five on five play early in the season is, especially in this game, and I think this game's more of an exception than the rule. I don't think they're this bad at five on five because they were abysmal <laughs> at five on five in this game, but um, it's going to be a thorn in the side of this team for, for the, for this season again, if unless they can improve upon it. Yeah, man, I, this is one where uh, I, I big time come to your uh, defense in like some people, like some of the people that like just give you heat for like using the analytics you use. And I like, that's, you know, whatever that just like comes with the territory a little bit, but this, um, as someone who, who also talks baseball, which is a very analytical sport that just comes with the territory, unfortunately, but, um, regardless, like, uh, you know, I, I, we also want to like accommodate all like viewpoints of the game of hockey, because it is like a beautiful thing that does have so many different viewpoints. And like, this is this is one of those instances in where I don't care if you are the most like quote unquote for lack of a better term like old school and like you know I only look at like goals and and, and shots and, and like that's it or if you are the most analytically inclined fan out there um I, I it does not matter which side of the aisle where you land on that spectrum the Detroit Red Wings were horrific at, at even strength in this game and, and there is again like I I didn't you told me those numbers while we were getting, you know, show prep and stuff. And, and like, I, 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 not that I didn't need them is, is probably not the phrase I'm looking for, but like, I didn't need to hear that to know that they were terrible on five on five. This was every single time it was even strength or obviously if the Kraken were on, uh, were, were on the power play, but that kind of goes without saying, uh, the, the wings just were, were behind and, and they were back a step and, uh, and th- they, were down two goals and got carried back into the game single-handedly by the power play. Right. And uh, so, yeah, this was a, a, a really abysmal, uh, like, I'm not trying to be like too harsh again. It's, I'm not saying this is going to be how it's, how it's going to look all season. It's, it's October 25th, but um, I mean, this, this was a really, really brutal, even strength game for the wings. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those situations where sometimes when I talk analytics versus, I test, they don't always line up, right? Like, yeah, my go-to is I went to a game last year against the Calgary Flames, I think it was, and Ben Sherratt was out there blocking. Like, I think he had like eight blocked shots. You come in and it's an Man, he threw respect, credit where credit's due, man. He threw his ankle out to block a shot in this game. I think it was like in the third period, I want to say. There was literally a shot on that, and he just threw his skate at the puck. It just got hit in the ankle and like hobbled for like two seconds, and that was fine. Like well, that's it, that's some dog mentality right there. He probably assumed if you can throw a stick, you can throw a skate too. So, uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, 
but the point I was trying to make, uh, Scotty, is that this is one of those rare occasions where everything I was seeing on the ice was reflected upon those analytics. And you were talking about yeah. old school, right? Like shots. You want to go shots. You want to just go simply shots that were fired that made 10. it on net. They got shot by over 10, yeah. but even at even strength, it was a sheer percentage of 62%. The Kraken had 62 and a half percent of the yeah. shots at five on five. Like, you want to go as old school as possible. That is the most basic of stats. That is empirical data that doesn't have right. any like math involved besides <laughs> counting one, two, three. That's a four. counting stat, we yeah. call it. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, at five on five, the Red Wings were bad this game, and they've been lackluster in a lot of games uh so far this season. Mostly it's been in one period. Most like they've they sorely get outplayed in one period rather than the entire game. And that one period kind of weights it overall down against them. But in this game throughout three periods, Kraken were the better team. And I, I don't yeah. want to say I came on yesterday. I was like, this feels like it could be a trap game because the saddle Kraken are starting out slow. They got a couple injuries. You're a hot team. Kraken are a better team than what uh, they were showing early in the season and yeah, they the were record indicated. Yeah. They were that team. They were the Kraken from last year in this game tonight. And they, they honestly earned that win. Um, it still stings though. It was a great comeback and we will talk a great about hockey it. game, man. Like for, was, uh, for this is, this is the NHL is, is drooling, right? Like they, they, they have their frozen frenzy thing. They, uh, they, which actually we tuned into, uh, my roommate and I tuned into during intermissions. Um, and I, it was a really good product. I think it went really, really well. Uh, I thought that the, the editing and the producing was really good. It was uh, just a quick little side note. I thought the frozen frenzy thing was a big success again with the presumption that we're, you know once a week or, or twice a month or whatever we're not gonna be starting home games at 8 30 um yeah. I, I thought that it was uh it was a pretty good success so um like but saying, anyway like you were saying yesterday it's they probably just did it like this for the launch and yeah this, uh, that's be- again that's my <laughs> hope if i'm wrong then like we, i'm gonna have more of an issue like you did but um but yeah like it, it was a uh it, the, the nhl has to be pleased with um with this caliber of, of game back and forth, a lot of action, physical as well, like chippy game uh, between these two teams, a lot of controversial calls to look at. I mean, this game really had everything from like a marketing standpoint. Um, so uh, I'm sure the NHL is, uh, is pretty pleased with um, getting this game on the slate for, uh, for the frozen frenzy debut. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Scotty, do you want to talk about the refing? Because if we're trying to get the negatives sure. out of the way first, we should probably talk about the refing. And then after that, we can get to the positives because there are some positives in this game. Uh, we promise we're not going to be all Debbie Downers, but we wanted to get. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well, the five on five thing is such a general statement, too. Like, it's just like, eh, like improve everywhere at even strength, dude. Like, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, um, so, yeah, we'll we'll get into some of the, the uh, better stuff, too. But we'll start with the refing. That's fine by me. And before we get to that, I got to read some bars for you. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or dive uh, ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. You were ridiculous. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Hat too small for your head. Not available with purchase. <laughs> this is my ride or die look, Brian. Shout out eBay Motors. Those are the dogs. All right. This is my ride or die look. Burn rubber, not money. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Some pull what you do to me all the time. Just not respond. Uh <laughs> Scotty, the, the refing in this game was what I would call less than. You want to talk about burning rubber? I mean, let's be honest. There was really, it, it in all honesty, there was really one controversial call in my books. There, it was a really, really ticky-tacky game. Called a lot of penalties for both teams. Mm-hmm. You could have called some of the penalties on both teams kind of weak. But there was one in particular that I think really changed the the outlook of this it game led to a goal directly. in a game that went to overtime. And very so, potentially yeah, prevented I would say that's a pretty big one. impact. Yeah. And obviously we're talking about the one where I don't even remember what player it is. I, I should have double checked on that. I that's genuinely don't remember either. That's my fault too. But I think it was only what only Mata loading up for a one time. It was right Mata then for the wings that was uh, trying to get a slapper. Yeah. Yeah, loading up for a one-timer and a Seattle Kraken defender. To bring it on the pass, too. That's why mm-hmm. he was up in the ref's grill afterward. Uh, went to dive to try and lay out. But in the process, his stick went flying out of his hand. On replay, I'll be honest, it looks completely accidental. But as we know in hockey, just because you do it on accident doesn't make it not a penalty. Right. He launched well- his stick at Olimata and broke up that play, which is in a penalty. When you throw your stick, it is a penalty shot. Yes. So Olimata or Debrinkit, whoever you want, I think I think the Red Wings would have gotten to choose. I cannot remember the exact rules on the penalty shot, but the Red Wings would have gotten a penalty shot based on that play if they had called it the way they should have. Because again, accidents doesn't mean it's not a penalty. Right. We so can, we see that all the time with trips. How many trips are accidental? Yeah. Of they're course. still penalties. You still trip the guy. Yeah, so the one thing I think it's very much worth noting, um, I think Daniela Bruce reported it. Um, I want to give credit to where credit is due to the person I saw the quote from. I'm, I'm like 90% sure it was Daniela. It does a fantastic job, obviously. Um, Newsy was asked about it and said that he got an apology from the refs and that they admitted it was a missed call. And right. Newsy Thank said you. that... Right, and Newsy said that he was, like, appreciative and, like, gave a very professional answer. And he's like, honestly, the apology goes a long way. That's, like, really all you can ask for on a missed call, like, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, not that that's worth anything. Obviously, as a fan base, we would much rather it did, like, the goal didn't happen and, like, we actually got a penalty shot. Like, that goes without saying. But um, it's not like the like the refs missed the call and then, like, they're going home tonight and they're like, oh, yeah, like, that was a perfect game I just called. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, at least... There is some acknowledgement there that um, the, that the call was missed. But, yeah, certainly a very frustrating play. Certainly very not legal, like, incredibly. That's what my roommate said. He goes, well, that's not legal. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, like not, not even remotely. Um, so, yeah, like, just a uh, very, very frustrating. The only other one I didn't like, and I agree with you, it was mostly just, like, tic-tac-y. It was just very, like, textbook called, I guess. Yeah, is like how I, I would exactly word it. what you're going to say. 
Yeah, just like very yeah. It was just like very like like by the book calls all game. But the only other one I didn't like was the Sherratt, um no bucket call. Like I, mm-hmm. that that like the the by rule, if the puck stays on your feet, you can play it. And like to me, he never left the scrum, and it was by his feet the entire time. I understand that he did like a three sixty at one point and like disengaged from the puck for like half a second, but he never left the area. He was in the. In, not even in the outskirts. He was in the middle of the scrum the entire yeah. time. I didn't like that call at all. Um, but I don't even remember. There were so many penalty kills and power plays in this game. I don't even remember if if that one led to a goal or not at this point. But um, regardless, I that was really the only one I kind of had a problem with. The rest was – I was upset watching it in the moment just because, again, I thought – I don't want to use the word soft because I feel like that's just like thrown around too much. But it was definitely ticky-tacky, like you said, is probably the way to put it. Um, uh- I, I see. That was a weird noise I just made. Um, I was like, are you disagreeing with something I said? <laughs> like, what? No, what I was going to say is I actually was unaware of that stipulation in the rules that if the puck is like in your feet, you can still play yeah, that's it. That's what Newsy was arguing afterwards. And they were talking about it on the broadcast, too. I thought I, it was like your helmet comes off. You have to go to the bench. And I was like, I, if I'm Sherratt, like, obviously, if you know the rule, you should leave. But at the same time, like, the puck's in your feet. Like, you're you're not just going to leave a scrum where the puck's in your defensive zone. So, for the longest right. time, I was under the assumption, like, it's a dumb rule, but it is a rule. Sherratt should have followed it. So, I don't blame the ref for making the call. Mickey Redman had a fantastic rundown of the situation um, live. He yeah. really Because I was in the same boat as you. I thought it was... Bucket comes off, you better sprint to the bench, yeah. um, which is still dumb. I still think it's a, a yeah. I, I agree rule. with you, but you yeah, know I, it's whatever. in the name player of player safety. safety. You gotta, yeah, you got to do. I guess, but like I, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, they uh, the, on the broadcast they had talked about how uh, if the puck is is at your feet, then like the you know you, I, I don't know if it's like you can continue just like playing as long as it's at your feet or what the exact stipulation is, but um, they they had a really good rundown of the situation and. Again, it ended up not mattering because he, again, disengaged from the puck for like half a second. And when he turned around and went back into the boards, that's when they uh, called the penalty, I guess. So I didn't like it, though. No, I didn't like it either. It was a bad call in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, I believe they killed that penalty off, though. It was I genuinely don't remember. I, I'll take There were so it. many penalties. There were so many pens, yeah. Uh, I think there was five power play opportunities for the wings, six for or six power play opportunities for the Wings, five for the Crack in this game. Total penalties were six and six apiece. Uh, the only other penalty, so there was when Mort Sider got his penalty uh, after his scrum with Beneers. Uh, a lot of Red Wings fans didn't like that. I do think they should have taken both. I think that would have made more sense. Did they take both? Yeah, they took both. Okay, never mind. I have no problems with that. No, I, I'm drawing a blank. Sorry, so much happened in this game. I apologize, guys. They took both. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, I was surprised that Sider didn't get a boarding penalty on that play because he it looked like a board from where I was at. But then Beneers rewarded him with an elbow to the face during the scrum. Totally intentional, it looked like. It's like, oh, we're in a scrum. I'm going to get away with this as a payback. Yeah. And that's what started off the whole thing. But no, that that was they ended up both going. So... I didn't know everything's getting jumbled in my brains. There's so many penalties, 12 total penalties called in this game. So many, man. Uh, but then, yeah, like uh, after that, I am. Also, let's get into the, the stuff that went well. Three on three blows, dude. Can we get rid of this nonsense? Oh, yeah. my gosh. What a like you you figured it out. Like it's it's like 
It's like if if you're like messing with a recipe and you're like cooking something and you're like, oh, wow, I just made the perfect lasagna. And then you were like, you know what? Let me add a bunch of nonsense to this to make the dish awful again. And like that, that's what happened. Like they found the perfect match that four on four was great. No one had an issue with it. And they were like, you know what? Let's just go a step further and do three on three. It's dumb. It's stupid. And it just leads to puck possession battle. See, I actually, attacking the net. oh, we don't have time to get into this today. We don't have time. I actually disagree with you. You um, like three on three. I like three on three, but it doesn't go far enough because I did what not like it doesn't four go on- far enough. You want two on two? No, wait, let me explain. Let me explain my point. Four on four often led to shootouts because teams weren't finishing games in overtime. And so the idea sure. of three on three was take another guy off the ice. It'll lead to more goals, yeah, less yeah. shootouts, which by percentage has done until teams figured out, oh, I don't like the look in the offensive zone. I can just come out of the offensive zone. Right. That's where the problem is. They need to implement another rules. If you carry the puck into the offensive zone, you oh, can't sure, come back sure. out. That is what I. I'm that fine is with that. Good. If that, it, I'm I. I will continue. I will be fine with three on three if that rule is put in place. That is yeah. that is my issue with three on three. It's not just inherently that it is like three on three. Like because I four, I don't four just have a vendetta against number three. Like that's yes. Like that is that is the issue with it. So yeah, if you if you want to put a stipulation like that in, then then I can get back on board with it. But that is my issue with it. That is a conversation we have to have on another day. We got to well, get into the stuff that we anyway, loved so, in this game. Uh, we got to get to the stuff that we loved in this game. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about game time. Guys, we all have tried to buy our tickets. And we have all been awarded, rewarded by fees that end up doubling or tripling the price of our tickets. You think you're spending $60, $80 on an upper bowl ticket. And now all of a sudden, your cheap ticket ends, ends up being $120, $130. you are going, what in the hell am I getting into? Well, no longer is that a problem if you're using the GameTime app. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront so you know exactly what you're getting without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, hockey, comedy, theater, and more. And with zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> segment three, Dude, LOCKEDON. these are so cold. These are icy. Those are really cool sunglasses. Uh, segment three, LOCKEDON Red Wings podcast. Scotty, let's get to the positives. We spent two segments talking about the negatives. Um, there was also- a lot of good in this game, too. I mean, first and foremost, well, for, what's first and foremost? The power player, Dylan Larkin. I think Dylan Larkin's first and foremost. Uh, Dylan Larkin's him. Yeah, he's a dog, man. It's 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 remarkable. Um, that's that's is that six points in two games and fourteen on the season. Um, he's he's a he's on a two point per game pace. What five points in two games? He had a goal and assist in Calgary. Oh, I thought he had Calgary. three. Did, did he have three in Ottawa? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's that's so, ridiculous. Let's go back to the last three games. Oh, yeah, he has had eight points. Eight <laughs> points in three games and fourteen and seven now. Um, at the top of the NHL. He's and like the obviously the the production from the top line and, and the and the um success of the power play is is two of the biggest reasons as to why the point production's there. But in this game, man, he he played really sound defense too. And uh he had a couple of really big like turnovers for us. He had a couple of really nice poke checks um late in the game, late in the third. He had a huge poke check uh in uh, in the offensive zone, in our offensive zone. That was a that was a really good momentum shifter that uh, stood out to me. Yeah, man, he's he's amazing. The the only downside of this game was the I mean he took a really bad penalty um, in in the third period and it led to a goal that <laughs> sent the game into overtime. Like that's a huge thing that your captain can't do. Like that's that's totally fair. Um, but uh, it's really hard to 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 knock one mistake this dude has made. When again he's on a two point per game pace, seven games into the year and and had another three more points tonight. But well, yeah, besides that penalty, um, phenomenal game. And and again, like his defense gets slept on, man. Like he's so fast and his hands are so quick. He's a really, really good defensive forward. And uh, it's uh, it's just as important to this team as um, the offense. So, Yeah, I mean, the, the power play, power play stuff was just absolutely phenomenal from Dylan yeah, Larkin. Power play I mean, he, lethal, he, man. he pretty much single-handedly led the comeback in this game because he had the secondary assist on Shane Goss, the Spares goal. Uh, which uh, third goal of the season for Shane Gosses already. Yeah. There, he's a point a game defenseman at the moment. Yeah. He has three just, goals and four apples. He had three points in this game too. Like let's not sleep on that either. He had a goal and two apples as well as yeah. the same as Dylan Larkin. So it, it, it's been that power play. One unit is this, I guess they're married together in this, like D- Dylan Larkin single-handedly for led sure. the charge on the power play to lead the comeback. Going down, going from three down three to one to leading four to three. This team has got to be able to close out games. They failed to close out the end of regulation and the end of overtime, which the the end of that overtime period was rough too. Larkin and Raymond both going into the boards. Raymond was dogged. The guy who went to the boards with got up, went to the slot for the shot. Raymond didn't follow him. He was still on the ice. It was everybody looked gassed, man. That the last like. 90 seconds, maybe just the last minute of overtime. Like everybody was on, on fumes, you know, like half speed. It, it was really, really, everybody was skating slow, man. That was, uh, I, I was literally, I yelled out, I was like, just get to overtime <laughs> or just get to the shootout, rather. Like, geez, yeah. But again, I mean, not to belabor the point, but the passing from Dylan Larkin on the power play has been superb. That, yeah. you know, that power play was failing to get going in the second period there, but in the third period, it just was clicking on all cylinders. The shot selection, Dylan Larkin coming out from the side of the net out front, going over the shoulder, feeding to bring it to bring it scored. Alex to bring it, man, man, beautiful goal. Like mm. it, it was so, it was so beautiful, man. Like goalie over committed to one side and he knew it's like he knew he was going to like that that's so crazy like it's literally it's like he knew that he was going to bite too far to the goalie's right side and so he went left pad and it was just a wide open lane man absolutely also just absolutely he absolutely wired that shot Shane. yeah oh yeah did gossip bear as well like gossip bear slap shot ghost um seriously he's a he's a power play cheat code like he is literally like if you go into NHL 94 and go like down, 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 triangle up square, like you get Goss to spare on defense. Like he is a literal cheat code on the power play. I mean, that power play unit one is absolutely lethal. Like you, yeah, you oh, talk yeah. about some of the best power plays. Bro, even Cider, like a, just, Cider you know, like kind of, 
yeah, running point and just like the, you know, the tip of the triangle, just passing it back and back. But he also like an underrated, maybe underrated is not the right word, but overlooked maybe ability that he has is like he keeps the puck in the zone, man. Mm -hmm. Like he's diving out on the ice to make sure the puck stays in the zone and doesn't cross the blue line. He's really good at that. Um, Yeah, just an absolute wagon. The power play one is just another game where like the, the players that you want to have the biggest impact, have the biggest impact yeah. Stay, save Lucas Raymond in this game who didn't register a point. But I mean, uh, Larkin, he almost had the game winner. He's about two inches away from the game winner, which is crazy. Cause he technically didn't register a shot, but he rang that right. one off the post, <laughs> but he hit crossbar crossbar yeah. post, whatever. Um, Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he, he, for sure. The, well, the thing is, I guess this is ties into the, Five on five conversation too is um, I don't want this team to be a, if you shut down the top line then you shut down the Red Wings. You know what I mean? Um, and again, it's 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 early. We've got to see how the season develops. It's too soon to make any like brash judgments about what this team is going to be. But um, that's something that has like crossed my mind, and it's it's kind of one in one with the five on five play. I think. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think the you know lines two through four and Valeno's been great. You know he's not a That's top line player. Say. He scored again tonight. We out. can talk about him as one of the good goods of this game. Almost had two goals. Uh, I don't know how he missed the first one. Um, but uh, but yeah, he he's looked great. He's skating really well too. He he played late. He played like crunch time minutes at the end of the third period in this game. Um, and uh, and looked really good doing it. So, and you know the advanced analytics ain't gonna. Uh, agree with me, but I thought Jake Wolman actually played pretty good. Um, there were several key breakups he made in the defensive zone. Yeah. Uh, he also stepped up in the third period on shorthanded. He stepped up to break up a pass. He went in on a breakaway, drew a key hold. I think that that ended up giving them the power play in which they took the lead. And unless that power play, they didn't score on. There were so many freaking Dude, power yeah, plays. It's hard I, to keep it's track. It's not even worth trying to figure but out. Regardless, my point is Jake Wolman made a key decision on shorthanded to step up in the neutral yeah. zone, take away a pass, had a breakaway, drew a penalty for holding, which made it four on four late in the game. With, and it ended up being a power play for them after the six seconds he expired to make it a power play. So that was a key thing. He made a couple key breakups in the defensive zone as well. I thought he played well. Advanced Analytics has him, you know, as pretty much and the fifth worst team on hockey stat cards, fifth worst on the team in hockey stat cards. And then uh, Corsi for relative actually looks favorably upon him as uh, 311. Um, but not many players on the team had an actual solid Corsi four percentage above. I would imagine not. that's why I'm looking at relative in this game. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 you know, credit where credit's due, and I think I thought Ben performance. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, it's it's one of those where like there was uh, there, there's a couple of goals that I think like he should have had, and then there's at least two that I don't blame him at all for. So like it's I don't know kind of yeah. a, a, a grab bag. To, to ask me from period to period, my answer probably would have changed on what I thought of his uh, of his night. So allowing thirty what five goals on thirty eight shots is not ideal for sure. But yeah, you look at the goals that he allowed. You like you said there was the really unlucky bounce for the first one. And again, you were on the penalty kill so often. Like that's that's like not you know not that all of their goals came from the power play, but like that's another uh, that's like not for nothing, man. Like there was there there was a lot of uh, your your defense gave up almost forty shots and and was on the penalty kill a ton. Like that's a 
tough position. I know we're like the goalie defenders, haha. But like, it, th- I'm not trying to make it sound like this was a great game. No, I'm not had- trying to defend him at all. Um, but uh, this was like a half and half for me. This was like again, I, I two goals specifically. I don't blame him for at all. I don't blame him much for the overtime goal. To be honest, I think that's much more of Raymond who ended up laying on his face. That was a um, that was a yeah. high danger scoring chance, right? And, and then the the one I don't can't remember if it was the second or third goal they scored was like not literally like objectively not his fault at all. That took a wild bounce and he got ran into. Um, but um, all the other ones, I think there's probably an argument that that he should have had. So yeah, certainly not a great game. Certainly not uh, not the you know like on your head kind of performance you want from a from a goalie one. But um, if I was to rank the reasons and why the Wings lost, Huso would not be in the top two. That's uh, exactly maybe even right. not even the top three. He he was not the reason. I mean, you're saying like I and again like numbers don't lie, right? Like five goals on 38 shots isn't ideal. But yeah. I no. mean, throughout the game, he was making big save after big save. Like he made. Lots of big saves for the wings. And you look at the goals he let in, unlucky bounce, odd man rush, breakaway, um, yeah. power play goal. Then no one, uh, two on one in the offensive zone in overtime. Like that's why yeah. when you look at his goal saved above expected, he was a negative 0.02, basically broke even. So right. basically the fact that he let, allowed the amount that you would expect him to Exactly. Allow. His save percentage is 868 in this game, but looking at the quality chances the other team had in the, when they did score, yeah. it's a watch. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, and that's something that, that loaned has, uh, has talked about already this season and media availability is, um, uh, eliminating high danger. The defense still has a, a little bit to go there till they, um, till they're as, as high and defensively as, uh, we all want. And as the obviously wants. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. I think that about does I think that's it. all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a couple other things I could talk about, but not important enough to extend this sure. longer. Yeah. Yes. All right, Scotty. Good post. Final thoughts. Um, we ball, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm again, like for all this, like, you know, we're talking about, we're poking holes. We finally didn't get a win, you know, and all that, like still got a point out of this game. Uh, against a team that was a really good hockey team a year ago. So uh, I'm I'm really – I'm not upset about this one. Um, stuff to improve on going into Thursday. But, uh, but yeah, I uh, this could have been a lot worse. So. Point streak survives. Point streak survives, baby. All right. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.